0: Almost daily, I hear entrepreneurs say things like, Facebook groups are a waste of time. They don't work. I'm just going to stop using Facebook completely. I'm done with it. And when I ask for them to explain, they tell me, well, it's impossible. It's just impossible to create real connections online, period. But definitely on Facebook, it's difficult. It's difficult to stand out. Groups are saturated. Everybody's posting. The algorithm isn't friendly. Nobody's seeing anything no amount of posting or engaging with other people is even resulting in anything it's not resulting in clients or sales facebook is over facebook is dead the time of facebook is done and then they say i think i really need to invest time in other platforms if i'm going to be online it's probably time that i invest my time and attention in another platform now i want to get something out of the way first i want to get some facts in to this podcast and out of the way and just know that there is a link in the show notes that you can go to to read where these statistics came from. But I want to say that Meta, so Meta is the company that owns Facebook, Meta is still adding users every day. In fact, in 2022, the company was up 2.93 billion daily active users. That is an increase of 50 million users over the year before. And they were up 3.71 billion monthly active users. That's an increase of 60 million people over the year before. So what you can tell from these stats is that people aren't done with Facebook, even if you might feel like everyone is. Now, engagement also is not on the decline. TikTok isn't overtaking Facebook. Facebook ads still have a really huge response. And again, you can head down to the show notes where there's a link where you can go and read all of this and more. And it's very interesting. So I highly suggest that you do. But here's the thing. Facebook is working. So if it's working and it can connect people in meaningful ways, then why does it feel like it's not working for you? So I did some market research. I did market research with a bunch of members of my community, a Facebook group that I run, called the All-In Entrepreneur. Many of you are probably a member. And I did market research in some other Facebook groups. And the market research asked people how they were using that Facebook group that they were in to grow their business. And the answers that I received were the following. I'm posting educational-based content, very valuable educational-based content. I'm browsing the group. I'm browsing the group for posts that are asking for Dot, dot, dot. So like enter a service, enter a product. So I'm looking for posts that are asking about or for these things, and I'm responding to the people who posted. I'm advertising. I'm promoting. I'm promoting my programs. I'm promoting my products. I'm promoting my services. I'm promoting my events in promotional posts. I also heard I'm offering sales calls. I'm offering sales calls to people who comment, who comment on my educational posts. So I'm offering to have calls with them. And the last answer that was one of the more popular, you know, I'm asking for introductions. I'm asking for resources and I'm asking for support that I need to overcome challenges. Now, one thing I want to highlight is that all of those ways, every single one of those answers, that is a transactional approach to using Facebook. And that approach goes something along the lines of create something, set up something that's going to be purchased, so a service or a product, and then go and tell people about that something. (laughs) Tell people about that something through posts and advertisements or get people to notice you and engage with you so that you can have the conversation about that thing. You can offer a sales call. You can offer a conversation to talk with them about purchasing something or hiring you. Also, a transactional approach is asking for the support and the resources and the things that you need specifically for you to grow your business. And don't get me wrong. All of those ways of using Facebook groups can help you build your business. But I do want to say this. Without having built relationships in those groups first, without having developed trust and credibility within that community then those efforts are going to have minimal to zero results. I want you to know this. Every product and every service can be purchased from thousands of different places. The reason that someone ends up buying your product or your service is because they have bought into you. But the reason that they buy into you is because they've established a relationship with you. But if you approach Facebook groups from a relationship-focused approach as opposed to this transactional approach, then you will see deeper and more meaningful results. But a relationship-focused approach, guys, it is not about networking in hopes of finding a client. It's not about getting followers who will become clients. It's not about building your list with people who will become clients. It's not about writing educational content so that ideal clients will comment on it. It's not about promoting your events or your products or your services. Relationship building is a long process and it takes time. It takes time to build genuine, deep trust with people. But if you do approach your business and your time on Facebook and your time in Facebook groups with a relationship focused approach, then your foundation is going to be unshakable. The more that you show up, but show up authentically with a genuine, true desire to connect within that community in a way that far exceeds what you do what you sell, what you offer, then the more you're going to call in the right clients because that will be a byproduct of that. It can't be the reason for, but it will be the byproduct of. And that means the faster your business will grow. Now I'm diving into all of this on today's episode so that you can learn how to put the relationship focused approach into practice in your business and you can do it in authentic ways, in manageable ways, and ways to add real value to your business. And we're going to talk about how that translates into creating real connections online, and all of this is going to have a heavy focus on Facebook and a heavier focus on Facebook groups, and it's happening today on this episode of Back to Community. Success is about more than what you know or who you know. It is all about the quality of connections that you have with others. If you're ready to transform your business, elevate your influence, and fuel your financial success, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Rita Goodrow a community-building expert, business strategist, and speaker who's dedicated to helping individuals, teams, and organizations build stronger connections in an increasingly disconnected world so that they unlock success and fulfillment. And for business, that translates into more creativity, more risk-taking, innovation, and increased profits. Join me weekly to discover actionable strategies, inspiring stories, and transformative insights that will help you connect deeply with your audience, your clients, and your network. Because you see, when you turn those connections into a loyal and trusting community, you will see your business grow like never before. It is time for a connection revolution because success is inevitable when you focus on building community. So let's get back to it. In episode 125, so two episodes ago, it was titled The Art and Habit of Connection. In that episode, I shared how trust in all institutions, but especially in business and specifically in businesses that are run by solo entrepreneurs, and those solo entrepreneurs are building those businesses primarily online, how trust there is at an all-time low. And for a business to succeed, it must, it is non-negotiable that it has trust with its audience. And then trust is what's formed as a result of a true connection, meaning, and we talked about this, so I really, if you have not listened to that episode, it goes deep into what authenticity means, what genuineness means in practice, in relationships. But a true connection is a connection that allows your audience to experience, not just to know, but to experience that you understand them. That you share their goals, they feel seen, they feel heard, they feel understood, they feel prioritized, they feel like you accept them as they are, and that by working with you, they belong to something bigger, bigger than themselves. Now, that type of true connection, when it exists, really solidifies and strengthens trust. And that level of trust is what allows someone to feel confident to not only hire you and give you money but to place their life or their business in your hands. Connection, true connection matters more than ever, but it has to be genuine and it has to be authentic. So what does that look like online? Are authentic, genuine connections even possible online? And look, I get it. I 100% get it. Today alone, I received all kinds of things through email and LinkedIn. I got one email pitch for a guest on my podcast. And it was completely a wrong fit. It was 100% obvious from this email that the person pitching never listened to my podcast. I don't even think they read the description of my podcast to know what it's about or who would make a good guest. And that was entirely obvious. And I received a LinkedIn message, and I'm going to read it to you. It says, Hi, Rita. I'm checking out your coaching services. I have a few ideas to tweak your messaging so that you can actually attract clients who resonate with you. Would you like to schedule a call? I mean, this person has no idea who my clients are. I mean, they might have an idea of the kind of clients I want to have, but they don't know who my actual clients are. So how do they know that I'm working with clients that I don't resonate with or who don't resonate with me? They don't. They have no idea. And then I got one a few minutes later. And that message said, hey, Rita, I really want to connect with you. I truly, genuinely want to connect with you. So I'm sending you a not generic LinkedIn invitation. I really love your mission of connection and community, and I'm really looking forward to just learning more about you and what you do. So I accepted because I was like, okay, they read, they said why they were reaching out. And right after I accepted, right after I accepted, I got this message. Oh, thanks for connecting, Rita. My name is, not going to say it, but my name is this, and I'm a marketing agent and I work with coaches to help them fill their calendars by generating qualified leads. I would love to help you get clients who are qualified, clients you love working with. Again, how do they even know if I need any of this? They don't. They have no idea because they don't know about me because they haven't taken time to get to know about me. They haven't even taken time to get to know about my business, but they definitely didn't take time to get to know about me and what is happening inside of my business. They have not validated a need. They didn't get my buy-in to discuss it. So all of those messages, those messages, they got deleted. And then not too long ago, I logged into some Facebook groups that I'm a member of, and I saw all the same things that you guys see when you go into Facebook groups posts full of educational content. Now, it's great content. It's wonderful. It's valuable. It's helpful. But it's just these long form posts, which have all of this educational content, not necessarily personalized or tailored for the specific theme or purpose of that group. And then the poster, whoever posted the educational post not showing up in the comments, of other people's posts. So everyone posting, but nobody commenting on anybody else's stuff. None of those posts specifically tailored for that group. And then those posts appearing in multiple groups across the board, even if it's just a day apart. And I share this to let you know that I see it. I see what you're seeing. The reason that people feel that most people feel like social media and Facebook specifically is a waste of time or they don't see any results from their effort there is primarily due to the approach that they're using on the platform. Now, they may not be using it like the examples that I just gave you in the exact same way. But even when people think that they're approaching Facebook from a place of relationship building, they're still actually approaching it with a transactional perspective, with a transactional mindset. We're going to talk about that. How will you know? How do you know? What is what? Don't worry. We're going to unpack it all. The online world, I think we know this, the online world is filled with so many touch points and so many interactions, and it is easy. It's easy to get lost in the noise, but that does not mean, and you have to believe this 100% to be true, because side note, remember, you'll always find what you believe. Your brain will scan and look for evidence to back up whatever you choose to believe. So you have to believe that genuine connections can be formed even though it's easy to get lost in the noise and even though social media is full of all of these touch points and countless interactions. So the key to all of this is to shift your mindset because that's what will allow you to shift your strategy and move away from transactional approaches towards an authentic relationship building strategy. So we're going to explore practical strategies for fostering authentic connections on Facebook, specifically in Facebook groups, and we're going to discuss how to avoid the pitfalls that come with the transactional approach. So when I sit down with people and I'm looking at their Facebook strategy. And I say, "So tell me, how are you how are you approaching your time and your business on Facebook and in Facebook groups? I hear many of the same things. And the most popular answer by far is I post about one to three times a week. I'm posting one to three times a week, Rita. If I had the cricket sound effect, I would insert that here right now. But Rita, even though I'm posting one to three times a week, no one responds. No one engages. When I can see the insights, no one's even seeing what I post, or I don't feel like anybody is. And then I ask, okay, well, what are you posting? Tell me about what you're posting. And I hear that combination again, promotional posts, so promotional posts for an event, promotional post for a freebie, promotional posts for a sales call or a program, or educational based content. But that educational-based content, if it ends with a call to action at all, is ending with a call to action to join the program, get on a sales call, or join the event. So I want to go back to the definition of community, especially as it relates to Facebook. So again, this is in the past episodes. You can go back to the past three episodes. I talk about community. I talk about audience. I talk about this all in detail. But the definition of community, let's touch on this because this is really important. Because community is where the strongest connections are, especially on Facebook. You want to go to communities because that is your highest likelihood for forming strong connections. Facebook groups are where you're going to find that, where you're going to be able to create community and those strong connections. So before I define community again, let's talk about an audience. An audience is like a Facebook business page, okay? So remember that. I am posting on my page to the people who follow me. They can see my posts and they can comment on my posts. Now, Maybe some of my followers can comment on the comments, but for the most part, followers can't really see with ease who other followers are. They can't start their own conversations to have people talk and discuss about things. They can't easily reach out to other followers. So it's really more like a broadcast. It's me broadcasting certain things with the ability for the followers to chime in and comment on those things. But a community is more like a Facebook group. A Facebook group, sure, I can still do that. I can post things and my members of my community can respond and they can respond to the responses, but they can also start their own conversations. They can use other tools and features of the community to start a variety of different things based on the guidelines of that community. But they can start conversations. They can easily see and search for who other members are. They can reach out. They can spark all kinds of conversations. And in fact, I could back away from that community if it was my own, or even if I was just a member, I could exit that community for a day, a couple of days, a week, longer. Although I wouldn't if it was my community. I don't advise that. But you could, and the conversations, they're still going to flow. They're still going to happen between the members of that community. So an audience on Facebook is like a Facebook business page. And a community on Facebook is like a Facebook group. In my experience, most people who are struggling, who are struggling to make real connections on Facebook, are using all of Facebook as if it was their Facebook business page. They're taking the same actions as they would on their Facebook business page in other places and spaces, including Facebook groups. So they're approaching Facebook groups just like they would approach their business page. But it's not enough. It's not enough to post just one to three times a week, especially when those posts are promotion posts or about your business or about your wants and your needs. That's a transactional approach that prioritizes the sale and your business over the relationship. So remember all of those examples I gave earlier, they were absolutely 100% prioritizing their business and a potential transaction Over any kind of relationship with me. For true connections, for true connections to form, you cannot treat Facebook groups like an audience. You have to approach it like a community. So how you show up in groups and even in outreach beyond groups, so even in other things that you do on Facebook, must be about the relationship. It has to be about something bigger and more than your business or getting a sale. You have to prioritize relationships over the sale. That often means that if you're really forming true, trusting, genuine relationships, you might even advise against someone working with you or against someone purchasing from you. That's what prioritizing a relationship really is all about. So how can you show up? How can you show up in these spaces in a way that is relationship-based and not transactional? Now, some of these that I'm going to share are going to sound obvious, but I just, I can't tell you how many people just don't do this at all. And also how many people are, but they're still taking these actions with that transaction first mindset, which changes the way that all of this comes across to the people who are watching, reading, and listening, creating the struggle, creating all of the challenges that everyone is facing. So, We need to make some adjustments to help you shift towards a relationship-based strategy first. The first thing to do in a Facebook group is introduce yourself. I mean, it sounds so simple, yet so many people don't introduce themselves. And if you're going to introduce yourself, use video. I know so many of you out there shaking your head, saying, nope, I'm not going to use video, Rita. I'll tell you why it's so important. We're talking about trust. And we're talking about trust being at an all-time low and that trust is more important in a client-consumer, prospective client-consumer's mind than ever. Trust has always been important, but now it's even more important. They are being more discerning on who they hire, who they work with, who they purchase from. Trust has to be at a level it's never been at before. Well, trust is formed in a variety of ways and uh, many of those ways. Many, many of those ways include nonverbal communication. I did a whole episode of this not too long ago. That's the tone of voice you use, how you look when you're talking, where your eyes make contact, how, what your expressions are, what your posture's like. Like there's so much that happens nonverbally. So when you give opportunities for people to witness that and see that, the trust can be solidified not only quicker, but stronger as well. So introduce yourself. Use video to introduce yourself. And then, yeah, you can write a little summary of what you say and have that with the post. But post a video. But your introduction, when you do introduce yourself, it has to be about more than your business. So I see so many people come on and say, like, let's pretend in the all in entrepreneur. Hi, my name is, I don't know, I'll use my own name. (laughs) Because I don't want anybody to think that I'm talking about them. Every time I make up a name, I always get a message. Rita, was that about me? No, no, trust me, it's not. So I'll use my name, or I'll use Jane Doe. There you go, how about that? Hi, my name is Jane Doe, and my business is XYZ Corp. And at XYZ Corp, I help people to blank so that they blank. I do this in a variety of ways. I have these kinds of programs and these kinds of products. I really love to make an impact through X, and I'm looking forward to growing my business within this community, or something like that. That's not a great introduction. That is a transactional first mindset introduction. It's about your business. It's about you in your business. It's about what you're hoping to find attracting prospective clients and prospective customers. A little side note again, lots of side notes in this one. It's not that you don't want to make a sale. And it's not that we can't be more strategic. There are going to be some rooms and places and spaces that make more sense for you to be in those places and spaces and rooms. But again, the purpose of interacting and showing up in the room that you choose cannot be about getting a client. That will be the byproduct of showing up in those right rooms, places, and spaces, but it can't be the reason for. So when you introduce yourself, it has to be about more than your business. Why are you in that community? What about that community attracted you? What value do you bring to the other members? Again, that's bigger than what you do. What other connections, what other skill sets, what other resources and information do you have that could be valuable? That expands well beyond just the thing that you do for business. How will you support other members? How are you planning on showing up in that space? What should people know about you personally? And again, this is where people are like, personal stuff, Rita. I don't want to talk about personal stuff on business, Facebook group pages, Rita. But again, it's about rapport. It's about connection. And rapport happens usually when you have that common thing. That you can talk about and discuss. And there was actually a whole report. This is going to be a future episode. A whole report in the corporate setting that shows that employees aren't looking for just professional connections for satisfaction and that it needs to be more than a professional connection to succeed and feel fulfillment in life, even professionally, that it needs to be a social connection. And that spills over into business. We'll be talking about that in future episodes. But for all of that, getting to know you as a person, getting to feel like they're connecting with you personally and socially, that helps with rapport, which helps with connection. So what can you share about yourself that could give common connection points? Where did you go to school? Where do you live? What's your favorite music? Uh, do you love podcasts? What are your favorite podcasts? Like all of these things about you that will help people understand your values, what's important to you, how you think, your personality, all from a personal perspective. Now, in episode 125, the one about the art and habit of connection, I talk about that balance of sharing personal information, but not going overboard. How how do we know? How do we know what we should share? And I'll just quickly, in case you haven't listened to that, recap that here, that personal shares still need to be with empathy and also context. So we have to, when we share personally, look at it from the receiving end. Does it make sense within the context of what's happening to share that? Is it being shared with empathy for how that will land on someone else? So again, I go into much more detail in episode 125. So feel free to hop back and listen to that. But yes, you have to be talking about yourself. You have to talk about yourself personally. So that's what a good introduction will contain. It is so funny to me how people treat the online space differently than they would connections in person. For example, let's say that you attend a networking event. It's got, I don't know, 50 to 100 people. It's got those round tables with the white tablecloths over them, but not everyone's sitting. Some are sitting, some are standing, people are milling around. You wouldn't just open the door and walk into that room and then yell, hey, everyone, I'm a business coach, and I love working with solo entrepreneurs of service-based businesses, and here's what I do for them. I coach them in this way and that way, and I'm just going to be sitting over here in case anybody wants to talk to me, come sit down and talk to me, and then sit down and expect people to actually come over and talk to you, would you? Or worse, go into that room, yell all of that stuff out, and then just turn around and leave. Yet people are doing those things on Facebook all the time, posting, leaving, never coming back into that group or not coming back for weeks or days or just posting and that's all they do. They just post until they're ready to post again. So imagine East Post just being opening a door and yelling. They open the door and they yell and then they sit down and then they stand up and yell again and then they sit down and then they stand up and they yell again and they wonder why is nobody coming to me? Why is nobody coming to my table and sitting down to talk to me? And so on and so on. Or you wouldn't just go into a networking room, the same networking room, and go to one of the tables and sit down next to someone and then out of your mouth say, hi, my name is and I do the funny story because you guys will appreciate this. Many of you know I'm short. For those of you who don't, I'm 4'11". Hi, welcome. Welcome to my world. I'm Rita and I am 4'11". But I was also very short when I was two years old. I'm not two anymore. But when I've been short on my life. And I say this because when I was two, almost three, obviously I could talk. I could say a lot of things. I was a toddler, right? I could hang with the best of them and talk with the best of them. And I looked like I should be way too young to do that because I just looked younger and smaller than I was. So my mom would push me around in a stroller and she always tells this story about how people would come up to me and think that I was a baby. And they'd be like, oh, look at the cute baby. But I wasn't a baby. Remember, I was a toddler. So people would say, oh, what a cute baby. And then I would just look at them and go, my name is Rita, R-I-T-A, Rita. I live at blah, 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 Pensacola, Florida. My dad's name is Robert. He works at blah, 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 blah. My mom's name is Kay. She works at blah, blah, blah. And I would just go on and on and rattle off all this information. And the listener would be like, whoa, what's going on with that, like, mutant child, right? Like, what is happening? There and they would back away. Well, think about that in terms of this networking event situation. You sit down next to somebody and you're like, Hi, my name is Rita and I'm a business coach and I work with solo entrepreneurs who are struggling with blank to blank so that they blank. And my favorite way of working with people is this. And sometimes I do that. And like, I love doing this and I'm so excited to be here because I blah, blah, blah. And I have this program coming up and these programs are great or I have this free thing and I have this free, and you just like verbally vomit it all out, all out at one time. You wouldn't expect that person to then want to continue to talk with you, would you? Or you wouldn't be surprised when they're like, oh, cool. I, I got to get up. I got to go. I got to go get go see a thing person about a thing, <laughs> do a thing, right? You also wouldn't expect to meet someone and just from a small brief interaction, have them, I don't know, want to be your best friend, right? Like, hi, if I'm like, hey, my name is Rita. What brings you to this event? And they're like, oh, this brings me to this event. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. This brings me to that event. And then I'm like, hey, can we exchange numbers? I would love to talk about how we could grow our business together. And I would love to blah, 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 blah. And here's my business card and here's my number and let's talk. Okay, bye. <laughs> like, you get up and you walk away. Like, think about that. Like, in person, it makes no sense. You're not just like, why did that person not call or why did that, like, you wouldn't expect them to, right? But online, again, we expect from a one-time interaction, from a one-time moment, from a one-time whatever, expect that person to go and do a thing because of that one-time interaction. But we wouldn't expect that in person. So we really have to think about our online interactions. How would they translate into in-person interactions. And if they don't translate well, chances are that's because it's from a transactional approach and not a relationship building approach. And here's the thing that applies to both online and offline interactions. It takes people about 12 times Of hearing about something or coming across somebody or something before they actually go do something about that thing, even when it's a thing that they really want. So let's say you've decided there's a dress, you saw an ad online for a dress and you're going to buy it, but life happens, you get busy, all of this stuff. It takes about 12 times of seeing things or hearing things that make you remember about that dress until you actually go and buy the dress. And that's for something you already know you absolutely 100% want. And that's true on or offline. But here's the thing about the online space. Even in the most engaged, algorithm-friendly-to-you Facebook groups, it takes about five times of you posting before somebody sees one of those posts five times before somebody sees one. But if people need to see things or interact or you know whatever, 12 times, then it's like, what is that? 12 times? Rita, I don't want to post 60 times about this thing in my Facebook group. And I tell you what, I don't want you posting about 60 times in that Facebook group. So when we're talking about that, I want you to think more of all of this as like Interactions and touches. They have to come across your face and come across you about 60 times, right? Before they have that trust, that relationship to want to go do the things that ultimately you're going to call them to action to do. But that can happen in a variety of ways. Yes, your posts are part of it. Commenting on other people's posts is part of it. Making recommendations is part of it. Asking thoughtful questions spotlighting other people, participating on other people's lives and commenting on their lives, if they do audio rooms, right the sharing files, commenting on other people's shares like in all of those ways, like having copy conversations with people. Like we'll talk about all the features and all the ways that you can show up in these groups and these spaces later, but you see my point. It's not just 60 posts. It's kind of like, oh, you can post, but then it, you can comment and and if I comment on three other posts, then there's four four times, right? You saw my post, and then you had the chance of seeing me comment on one post and seeing me comment on another post. And even if it's not your own post, people can see, right? Even if it's not their post, people can see when you're commenting on other posts and when you're giving value and when you're showing up helpfully and as a community member, right? That's really it. Like, in these places, I want you to show up like a community member, not like a business owner. But you just have to participate in a variety of ways that extend beyond just posting. So that leads to engagement. Exactly what I was talking about. Engaging on other people's introductions. We're still within introductions, remember? So you need to engage on other people's introductions. You need to welcome other people when they are officially welcomed into the group. I think about that in-person example. If somebody came in and they were like, hey, like they walk in, I don't know, you're hosting something at a coffee house and they walk in and they're like, hi, I'm I'm here for the coffee event, especially if it's your coffee event. But even if you're just standing there next to the person, you wouldn't just look at them and then turn and walk away. At least I hope you wouldn't. You would welcome them. Welcome. Let me introduce you to the person hosting this. If it's not you, or let me show you around or let me, you would do something. And then when it's right, organic and natural, you would move all of these interactions a step further. And we're going to talk about what a step further looks like a little later, too. But then here's something I hear a lot. And in fact, it's so funny. I've had this conversation with a couple of clients lately. Rita, I'm just not seeing people in the group that are a right fit. I'm not, I, from the posts, it doesn't seem like anybody's a right fit for my business. They're not potential clients. I don't think that these are potential clients for me. And again, that mindset is transactional. That leads to, I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting my time in this group. I'm wasting my time in this community. I'm wasting my time in this Facebook group. It's a transactional mindset. You are prioritizing a potential client, a potential customer, a potential sale over just a relationship. When you choose who you will engage with or how you show up in a space, Based on, will it get me a client? Will it get me a customer? Will it get me a sale? And if it doesn't, I'm wasting my time. That is a transactional mindset because I can't make a sale. Then I won't dot, dot, dot. But again, imagine this in a real world setting. Let's say you go into a networking event and you sit down at one of the tables first. So you sit down at a round table and then four people come and sit at the round table with you. And you look at them and maybe you ask a question or two. You wouldn't <laughs> you wouldn't get up and say, "I'm sorry. None of you are potential clients." And so I cannot have this conversation any further with you. I need to go. Right? I'm wasting my time. You wouldn't do that. Or even if you wouldn't say it, after you're like, you know, you hear all their Introductions back. You wouldn't just get up and walk away without saying, you just wouldn't, right? You wouldn't treat people, at least I hope you wouldn't treat people like that. But people are doing, it's not like, (laughs) I'm sorry, I can't talk to you because you won't buy this. I'm pretty sure you're not going to buy my service. And so I can't even carry on a conversation with you. And you just sit there in silence, right? Like that is what's happening in Facebook groups and Facebook communities all of the time. So coming into a group and making it about you and your business and what you'll receive and choosing where you're going to interact or who you'll interact with or how. Now, again, certain rooms are better than others, but I'm talking about when you've chosen a community and a room and you're there and you're like, okay, this is like, all right, right? This is good, but not everybody here is an ideal client. So you're just cherry picking who and how and when you're going to interact based off of, well, will that get whatever? Will this get whatever for my business? And then in addition to that, when you do post, you're only doing promotional posts or these educational marketing posts and everything's centered around you and your business and what could result for you and your business. That is all transactional. That's all a transactional approach. True connection, remember, true connection is personal and social and about more than your business. So you have to approach people in a Facebook group from the point of view of a member of a community. You are just a member of a community and you're interacting with other members of that community. You do not approach it from I am a business and I'm a business owner and my business needs these returns from the things that I'm doing. Because again, if you do that, you are stuck in this transactional approach and that's going to frustrate you. And that's going to keep you from seeing results, which is only going to reinforce that Facebook groups don't work and, and keeping you from showing up in these ways that aren't about business, because you're going to be like, well, I'm showing up about business and I'm not getting business, so why should I show up about not business stuff, right? Like, it's just going to create the cycle. And this is also all true in how you engage. You have to be a valuable contributing member. Prioritize showing up for other people in supportive, valuable ways first. First, again, it's not relationships instead of sales and transactions. It's sales and transactions because you showed up for relationships, right? Because you prioritized relationships, regardless of whether that would result in a potential transaction or not. So, what do I mean? I see a variety of things when it comes to engagement. First of all, I see people not engaging on posts at all, or they're engaging in a very surface level way. So, for example, the other day I did on my personal page, even it was just a social post. I took a picture of me in this really cute dress, super cute, and I was just feeling good. But I asked in the post, what is your favorite feel good outfit? Tell me about it. Share a photo in the comments. Where did you buy it from? Like, let me know. Not one single person answered that question. They all were like, you look so cute. Like, I love that dress. Like, you look adorable. Now, don't get me wrong. I love hearing that I look adorable. Who doesn't love hearing that they look adorable? But that's not what I asked. Had somebody, anybody, really answered that in a thoughtful way, actually answered the question that I asked, then they would have stood out to me. They would have stood out to me tenfold strictly because they helped engage and give me what I was hoping for from that post. But Otherwise, it was all great. It was all feel good, but it did not result in me taking that conversation deeper. It didn't result in me taking that relationship deeper. And I see this a lot in Facebook groups, business Facebook groups. Somebody will post a really thoughtful educational-based marketing post, and maybe at the end of it, they say, so what is your favorite mindset tip? And everybody's just like, oh, I love this. Love this. Heart. Yay. So good so good. But they ignore the question at the end. They don't answer it instead of saying, you know what, this is so wonderful. My favorite mindset tip is blah, blah, blah. I'd be curious about your thoughts on that so that you can continue the conversation. Oh, my gosh. Side note, guys, if you're single and in dating and you're in the dating world, that ability to ask a question to continue the conversation is such a vital skill. So many people are like, I texted so-and-so and they didn't text me back and blah, blah, blah. And I'll say, well, what did you text them? You need to know what you texted them. And then they'll say, well, I said, I had such a great time. Or like, hey, like, hope you're having a great day or whatever. And I'm like, OK, but you gave them nothing to respond back to. There's no reason for them to respond back. There wasn't a question you asked or anything. It was a full, complete, standalone statement. And they're like, oh, you're right. So if you want someone to continue a conversation, like ask a question. So if somebody's like, well, all this great mindset stuff. And they're like, what's your favorite mindset tip? If I'm like, hey, here it is, number one, I'm going to stand out because now I'm actually answering their question. In a substantive way. But then if I say, I would love your thoughts about that. What do you think about that? Are there any tweaks you would make to that? What suggestions do you have? Have you ever done that one yourself or whatever? Now we're going to move into a conversation and that's going to be easier for us to take that off of the post, go into direct messages, something like that. Right. So think about it like a conversation. It's a back and forth. It's a tennis match. It's ping pong, whatever you want to think, but it's not just all at once. It's not a one and done. It's not surface level. Not not when we're trying to build real meaningful connections. So when you're engaging, engage beyond service level, actually respond to what's being asked, take time to do it, even if it's not about what you do, even if it's not about anything related to your business. So here's an example of that. I know someone who they were an accountant and they told me that they were going into Facebook groups And what they were doing, their strategy, was they were using the search feature and they were searching for posts about finance, about money, and about accounting. And they were engaging only on those posts because, again, those posts could result in business. So that transactional mindset. But instead right? What I want you to do is think, no, no, I'm engaging on all posts because I'm a member of this community and I'm showing up for other members of this community. And the more I show up for other members, the more they're going to show up for me and what flows out flows in, but it doesn't have to be like a direct, like, A tit for tat, right? It's not like because I talked to you and I gave you value. Now you must also give me value. It's more like because I show up as a person who gives value, I will also attract people who give value and opportunities and clients and money are just going to flow in, but it doesn't have to be from the exact same people that I am flowing value out to. Does that make sense? That's that detachment piece. So. I'm going to give you some ways that you can engage. We've talked about introducing yourself and introducing yourself in a substantive way. We've talked about responding on other people's posts and not just their posts when they go live or they use any of these other features that we're going to talk about in a little bit in a group that you're really showing up like when I go live in a Facebook group show up and comment on it, not because I want you to comment on it, but because that's visibility to other members of the group, especially other people who are live so or watching me live. So if I'm doing a live and you comment, now other people who are watching will also comment to you about your comments and often the viewers of my lives can get into conversations with each other which then are often moved beyond the confines of that live and turn into a different relationship or other people are just seeing you they're seeing your comments or seeing you like contribute in a substantial thoughtful way and they pay attention to that, and they know that, and they remember you, and they remember your name. And the more people see you showing up in a supportive way and giving great value and giving great recommendations and giving referrals and supporting others and all of these things, right, starting conversation, all, all of it, the more they're going to want to respond to the stuff that you create and show up for you. Now, here's another great way to engage in a Facebook group in general, not even just on somebody else's stuff, but in a Facebook group. Start conversations. Start thoughtful discussions, 100%, share an article, share all of that. But if you can actually really start conversations that set the other members up to be able to talk about themselves or to spotlight them in some way, it's incredible, right? So here's what I mean. If you know that there are accountants in the group, even if you don't have an accounting question specifically for you, if you ask a thoughtful question, like as a business owner, I know accounting is really important, and I'm wondering for all of the accounting experts out there, what is something that helps a business to, I don't know, blah, 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 blah. Right. Well, now you've teed up the ability for the members of that group or accountants to come and showcase their expertise and there. And it wasn't because it was something you specifically needed for your business. You were doing it for the purpose of giving that opportunity for other members to shine. That's also people are going to remember you for starting that conversation, for asking that question, for starting these discussions. So when you are engaging on other posts, let's get back to that. Provide information, resources and connections, even on posts that aren't about what you do. So back to that accountant who was scanning only for posts about what she does and engaging on those. Don't do that. Don't do that. Instead, engage on all the posts. Is somebody asking about a PIN? That's your favorite PIN? Tell people about your favorite pen. Are they asking for a connection to a printer? Tell people about that. Um, are they looking for other groups or other events? Like share what you're doing, right? Like engage on their posts in a substantive way, but also engage on all posts. Just say, I am a member of the community. I want to support and be here for other members of the community and make them feel good about their participation here. So they when the community wins, guys, (laughs) when the community wins, everybody wins right? Everybody wins when the community wins. Ask for, of course, 100 percent. Ask for resources and connections and support that you need. But when you're only asking when you need something, then you're going to end up back stuck in that same block that that transactional mindset gives you. So instead, it's also provide support and information and connections that other people need and set up those conversations for people to shine, right? And all of that, though, to do that, to set people up for success, like the kind of conversation I talked about where you could ask a question to allow other members to chime in, knowing it's going to give people an organic way to talk about what they do and all of that. That means you have to know who's in the group. You have to know who they are and what they do. So that leads me to having connection calls as a great way to engage in a Facebook group and engage with anybody who's in any kind of community with you. Are you a member of a co-working space? Go through the directory, ask for connection calls, right? Are you a member of an association? I can't tell you how many people are like in an association, but they never go through the directory of their chapter and actually set up one on ones and coffee chats with people sometimes they do, but only if they've got that person out and about, but like the more valuable ones even could be the people that are never able to make the monthly luncheon or whatever, and so you need to get to know them as well, but connection calls, and I know that that gets a oh ugh, ugh. oh Rita, oh Rita, I don't want to have I don't want to have a connection call with people. But again, it's about asking for that when the time is right. It's not like immediately, like, hi, Rita, I see that you're a member of the blah, blah, blah community. I am also a member of the blah, blah, blah community. And I would like to have a Zoom call with you to learn all about your business and learn more and see how we could help and support each other grow our business. No, instead, it's like, find me in the membership list or the directory, click on me, learn something about me, message me, hey, Rita, I see that you're a business coach. And I went over to the Rita Mimi Do It site and I saw your philosophy around X. And I'm like, be genuine about whatever you're commenting on. And I really love how you Blank, blank, blank. And I'd love to know a little more. How did you come up with that? Or why is that like such an important mission to you? I'm also a member of blah, blah, blah community and I've really made it a priority to cultivate the connections that are in this space. I want to show up as a thoughtful community member and. You're somebody who I'd love to connect with. Well, now we're probably going to go back and forth a couple of times. And then you can be like, Hey, Rita, I would love to hop on a Zoom with you and learn more. I, you know, back and forth on messaging is fine if you want to keep doing that. But I'd really love to kind of have that face to face interaction with you. Well, I'm probably going to be more inclined to do it. So it's not about just like going in and like, asking for the first date before you've ever had a conversation with anybody, right? You you wouldn't just message someone on a platform and say, at like a dating site and go, hey, want to go for coffee Thursday at five? I'll be like, whoa, wait, who are you? What's going on? What's happening? Instead, you're going to comment like, hey, I saw that you love scuba diving and that you scuba, I don't know where I came up with that. I've never scuba dived before. I, I see that you love scuba diving and that you've scuba dived at blah, blah, blah. And I'd love to know like, What is the deepest depth that you've ever, I have no idea, the deepest depth that you've ever scuba dived to or whatever. You're going to start a conversation with me and then you're going to say, you know, I'm really enjoying talking to you. I would love to take you out for coffee and get to know you in person. I think that that's so much more valuable, like meeting someone in person, right? So it's about the timing of that and knowing, again, it's not about verbally vomiting all the things and like asking for everything you want at once. It's like, does it reach a natural, organic place where it makes sense to ask for that. But again, all of this, right, the more people see you participating in a group in a variety of ways, the greater the awareness in you and the more trust in you. And then the more they want to learn about you and the more they want to support you. So maybe your face is popping up a million times, giving support, cheering people on, starting great thoughtful conversations, you know, a variety of all these different things. So somebody's like, who is this person who keeps showing up and giving really great value to this community? I have to know them. And then they click on you. They click on you, they go over to your personal page and they're reading about you. That's another topic for another day, guys. If somebody clicks on your personal, you know, on your name from a Facebook group and they go over to your personal page, what do they see? Is it quick and easy for them to determine what you do, what for business and how to find your business page or how to find your website or, you know, how to go to learn more? That's just like side note again, lots of side notes, right? But the point is you cannot show up in a Facebook group just for the sake of being visible, You show up to give value and be a contributing community member, and that can look like all of the things that we said. Visibility does not equal memorability. Just because people see you all over the place doesn't mean you're memorable. But if you show up in the ways we've talked about from that relationship-focused approach with genuineness, right, and curiosity, and really having a, I'm just here to be a valuable member, learn more about the people who are here, give the support that I can, show up in the ways that I can that really elevate and highlight and support these other members because I value the community and I want the community to succeed, then you're going to be memorable. That kind of visibility is memorability. So the connection calls, right, again, think back, to that beginning of the episode where I shared all of those terrible messages that I got. Like, yes, all of that was too much, too soon. It didn't make sense. It didn't make sense for me to want to talk about their services or get on the phone with them or have a Zoom with them or anything. And again, just like in person, you wouldn't just walk into a room and sit down and say, Hey, you know what? You look interesting. I'd love that. I'd love for us to go on a date. Do you want to go on a date? Here's my number. Give me a call. Give me a call sometime. I'd love for us to talk about how maybe we synergize. I don't know. I don't know what people are saying in the dating world anymore, guys. I have no idea. But you see what I'm saying? So again, approach it like you would an in-person conversation, which is more like the example that I gave. Why am I reaching out to this person? What about them interests me? And it has to be genuine, right? Did I find out something? Why? Why do I want to carry that conversation on further? Why is it important to me as a whole to be having conversations and cultivated relationships. Communicate that so they know this isn't a sales pitch. I'm not trying to pitch you. I'm really trying to get to know you because it's important for me to show up in this community and know who else is here. It's a priority of mine. And you specifically, because I saw this specific stuff and I want to know more and you're curious and you engage the curiosity and you're just asking questions, which is really what these connection calls, these copy calls, these virtual chats, whatever you want to call them, should be all about asking questions and not talking about yourself, right? When people say they're so exhausted from speed dating, it's usually because they're just talking about themselves. (laughs) They're usually just talking about themselves all the time, 12 times in a row. Hi, my name is this and I do this and and they're like, oh, I'm so exhausted, right? Instead, it's about asking about the people in front of you. Tell me, tell me about your business. How did you start that business? Who are your ideal clients? Why are those your ideal clients? Tell me about your offerings. Why is that your favorite way of working with people? What other groups and associations do you belong to? Like, what are you looking for support around to help you grow your business? How can I be a value add? Who can I connect you to? Like all of these things, all of these things. So that's really what you're wanting to do. You're wanting to be curious and then engage in active listening. And again, maybe they ask about you on that same connection call. Maybe they don't. Maybe they ask about you later. Maybe they never ask about you. That's okay. Who knows what will come from that interaction and making somebody else feel seen, making somebody else feel heard. So is there somebody in a group whose content you just love or you just love the way they show up and support people? Do you wish, do you find yourself wishing that you had a connection with a certain person in a group? Like let them know, let them know you appreciate them, the contributions they're making and that you would really love to get to know them kind of in the way that I just explained. And don't just reach out to people because they could be a good potential client or customer, right? Because that's back in that transactional mindset. You can also collaborate with people in Facebook groups. And to do that, you need to find people who share your same target market, but serve them in a different way. And you can find that out through these connection calls. Or when you find that out, you can really offer a connection call to learn more. Again, it's about that curiosity. Hey, I see that we have the same target market. I see that we serve the same audience. We have the same kind of clients. Tell me, how do you serve them? What do you do for them? You might be a resource that my audience needs. I'd love to learn more. And you just keep asking more and more questions to learn more. And then if it's applicable, collaborate. But when you make that offer to collaborate, make sure it's coming from what can it do for them, not what can it do for me? Like, hey, I'd love to collaborate with you. I'd love to interview you on my Instagram live or I'd love for us to lead this workshop together because I think introducing you to my audience would be very valuable. I I feel like if my client base or my audience or my community hears about the things you do, that's just going to help boost and elevate them more. So I would love to dot, dot, dot. I mean, I get approached like this in my own community all the time, and I tell you that the people I'm receptive to are the people who tell me like, hey, Rita, I would love to collaborate with you because here's what the community means to me. Here's why I'm so excited for my audience to learn about the all-in entrepreneur. Here is the, you know, what I want people to know and why I want them to know versus, hey, Rita, I think that your group could really benefit from hearing me talk about the things that I do. And I would love to come in and talk about me and talk about my business and talk about these things because I think it would be a value add to your members. Like, even if it's true, so just be very careful in how you approach that from a relationship focused, not a transactional focused place. Now let's talk about the DMs again. Cause people are like, Oh, Rita, you keep talking about like moving things sometimes into the DMs or, or this. What if I don't want to have a call, Rita? What if I only DM? I hear that a lot too. What if I don't want to have a call? That's another again. All that nonverbal communication stuff calls are powerful, but I shared with you about terrible DMs that I've received, and I know we've all received ones like, I would love to just send you, it's your birthday. I see that it's your birthday, and I would love to send you a sample of this thing that I sell as a way to celebrate your birthday. You don't want to celebrate my birthday. The jig is up. (laughs) jig is up. You don't want to celebrate my birthday. You want to send me a sample in hopes that I'm going to buy something. And you're using my birthday as the excuse to do that. If you really cared about celebrating my birthday, you'd just send me a birthday card or a $10 coffee card or something like that. Not like a little sample of a product that you sell, or you wouldn't send me even the full product that you sell if you really cared. You wouldn't send me a birthday card that is just an advertisement for your business. You would just send me a birthday card that's signed by you, right? So I'll tell you a really quick, funny story. I was doing a live stream one day, and I got this live, and this is what I call direct messages that shame people. Direct messages that shame people. Don't send those direct messages. So what does that look like? I was doing a Facebook Live, and I got a message after it was done saying, Rita, was on your live. Loved it. Would love to send you some eye cream. I think you'd really benefit (laughs) from this eye cream. And I was like immediately self-conscious about my under eyes. I was like, what was going on in that live? Somebody was like, oh, you really need to. Or or like when I post a picture of me in a dress and then I get a message, Rita is such a cute dress. You know, I'm a fitness trainer. I'm a health coach. I would love to talk to you about. Guys, that's just like shaving somebody and making somebody feel bad. Or the messages like I shared at the beginning. Hey, like you're not doing this thing correctly. And I think, like, I read your website and I read your copy. You know, if you'd like to have a call to talk about how you could actually have good copy (laughs) on your website, I would love to talk to you. Like, that's just shaving people, right? Like, don't do all of that. But we've gotten, all of us have gotten these kinds of messages, right? Or the messages, like I shared, where you haven't even, somebody hasn't even gotten the buy-in to talk about that thing or validated that you even have a need for the thing That you do. So don't do those kinds of DMs, right? But the kind of DMs that are just like, Hey, it doesn't really make sense anymore for us to be having this conversation in the comments. Is it okay if I move into DM or I see it's your birthday and I just message happy birthday? That's it. Not can I send you a sample or can I send you a free template of something that I do for your birthday? Like if I want to celebrate somebody's birthday, I'm going to send them flowers or I'm going to send them something that has nothing again to do with my business. Because I don't even know that they need the template. I don't even know that they need the eye cream. They haven't asked for it, right? You see my point. No matter how you reach out, have a genuine interest in that person and have it stem from something organic. And real. And remember, stay attached. It's not a tip for tat. It's not because I showed up in this way for you. Now you are going to show up in some kind of way for me. It's I am a person who shows up in these ways. And therefore, I will attract other people who show up in these ways. And when the community wins, we all win and things will flow in because what flows out flows in, but it doesn't have to flow in directly from any specific source. And then here's some other tips for really utilizing Facebook groups and utilizing them well. Utilize all the tools and resources that are at your disposal. Use all of them that are at your disposal to further your connections. For example, in Facebook groups, there are a variety of features. Now, in my new community, guys, in my new Facebook, I can't believe I haven't talked about it until now. I just started a new Facebook group. It is called Back to Community. It is for the sole purpose of getting back to true connection and community. This, don't worry, all an entrepreneur is sticking around. It serves a purpose. But this community is being carefully vetted with membership questions. We are having people in the space who want to have real discussions around real topics. Think of it like a salon, right? Not a hair salon, like discussion salons. We're talking about, you know, maybe an article around social media and our thoughts about it. We're sharing ideas. We're innovating together. We're having real thoughtful discussions, conversations. We're having real authentic connections, communications. Like it's getting back to that strong community, strong connections. And it's called back to community. You can find it just by looking for for the Facebook group, Back to Community. It's three really quick membership questions and you just check that you read the rules and they can be part of this fabulous community. But there are lots of tools. Now, not all the tools in that group are going to be on right away. Eventually they will. But like I know you can start I've Left It where you can start audio rooms because I really believe in audio rooms. You can host events. So if you want to host an event for that group, that is valuable for that group and for that purpose, feel free to do that, right? You can start conversations through posts, you can start through polls and in other groups. And again, in the future, of my group, things like going live, hosting chats, sharing files, like really utilize all of the features of that community to show up in all of those varieties of ways. And then when other people are using those features, show up and participate in those, comment on their lives, show up in their audio rooms. Uh, if they're running a challenge in the group or if I'm running a challenge in the group, participate just by participating. You're going to be visible. You're going to make connections. Be an active participant in the community. And then between all of that, spark conversations. Spark conversations, remain curious, be in a space to learn more than you teach, to do right for others more than you're doing for yourself, even when you're leading something, even when you're like using all of those tools that I just talked about. And here are some other final points that'll really help you just reinforce that trust and build a solid connection in Facebook groups. Be personal. Remember be personal. Again, I went back you can at the beginning of this episode and talked about, but with empathy and with context, but let people learn about you, who you are, what your personality is like, what your values are because that's where people connect. In fact, one of the highest predictors that there's going to be a strong connection between people is that they share values and a common goal. So they share a common goal and they share values. So you have to really get to know somebody to know what their values are. That shows up in the way they talk, what they talk about, how they show up, how they support people. Which leads me to number two, be consistent. Again, think about an in-person networking group. If you show up once and then you don't come back, for like four more months and you show up once and then you don't come back for three more months, you can't really complain that you're not building deep relationships, right? You have to show up consistently, frequently in a variety of ways across the board to establish these relationships. Don't treat the online space differently. And if you are just like hopping, 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 hopping through all these different networking events, same thing. So you can't like spread yourself too thin. You can't only be showing up every now and then in person and expect these deep connections to form. So why are we expecting it online? And set boundaries, right? We're talking about being consistent. So you have to set boundaries to keep your participation in a community sustainable. Have containers, have rules around what you do and what you won't do. Like for me in a Facebook group, I'm not going to answer individual specific questions that are along the lines of what people pay me for right? Number one, that's out of integrity. I wouldn't feel good about, you know, giving away for free. But also, it's because for me to give you a specific individual answer about your specific individual business, I'm going to need to know a lot more than I could probably get through that interaction. So rule is, if somebody asks me a question like that, I'll invite them onto a call. But I will answer general questions around things, around business, right? No, when are you going to move people to a coffee chat? Like, when do you stop a DM and ask somebody to get on the phone with you? Like, have all of that, right? But set your boundaries so it stays sustainable. And finally, like, let's limit the use of VAs. Trust me, I am a coach that talks about delegation and automation, but I think we have prioritized, and I talked about this in episode 125, we have prioritized delegation and automation to the detriment of true connection, to the detriment of relationship building. We have prioritized automation and all of this. So that's what's happening in Facebook groups of VAs. All these business owners have outsourced their posting on social media to VAs or to schedulers. And I think that's I think that's great. We need to be efficient. We need to be structured. We need to have space, all of these things. But then what's happening is it's just the VAs in the group posting on behalf of the business owners and not the business owners. So they're never coming in and reading the other posts. They don't even know who the other members are or what they're talking about. And so nobody knows anybody in that group or it's all schedulers or it's all automated or it's all. So even if you have a VA or a scheduler scheduling your post, make sure you personally are coming in and spending thoughtful time participating in the group in all of these other ways, right? Again, yes, it takes time, but the reward is so rich. The reward is just so rich at the end of all of this. So take all of the opportunities to show up in all of these authentic ways with these points in mind. And again, the final statement is usually Barita, this takes so much time. This is gonna take so much time. Yet at the same time that I hear that from people, They're filling their, they're like, my day is so full, but I'm not seeing any results. So what they're filling their day with isn't working. It's not getting them results, right? So instead, let's fill your day in these ways that in ways that will actually get results. It's almost like, how can you not have the time? If you're not at the level you want in your business and we all know that relationship selling, relationship marketing, relationship building, which is prioritizing a relationship above a transaction is truly the way to long term, huge, Sustainable success. And how can we not have the time? How can this not be the most important thing and the most important way that we are showing up in our businesses? So I encourage you to approach Facebook groups, maybe even my new Facebook group, which I hope you're all joining. I hope you're all like immediately from this episode, if you haven't already clicking and joining the back to community Facebook group, but I am encouraging you to approach Facebook groups with a relationship focused mindset. Treat it like you would in-person relationships and interactions. And also, I want this podcast, this Back to Community podcast, to be interactive. I want to build connections through you. This is me talking to you, but I want to talk with you. So please email me at Rita at RitaMadeMeDoIt.com. Now, in the Rita Made Me Do It podcast. I would ask this and nobody emailed me, guys. None of you would email me, but that's not connection and community. You're all here because you want to create real connection and real community. So I would love for you to email me at Rita at Rita Me Do and let me know about some experiences and successes that you've had building connections in Facebook group. What have you found works well for you? What was the result of that? What is a Facebook community you really want to shout out? And I will share that. Tell me your name. Tell me what you do. And If you want me to share that or you're giving me permission to share that, let me know and I will and I'll shout you out on the podcast. I'll say, hey, uh, Jane Doe from blah, blah, blah company says that XYZ is a great strategy or that 123 is a great Facebook community. If you want me to keep it anonymous, that's okay too. But I really want this podcast to be a conversation between us. Or if you just want, you can head over to the Facebook group, head over to my new Facebook group, back to community and share that there. Or try out all of these fabulous relationship-building tactics that you just have learned about. And, guys, we're going to have a fabulous kickoff event that's happening May 16th to 18th called Next Client Through Your Network without even having to use social media, which I know it's ironic. It's ironic that it's happening on social media, but I promise it's true. And that whole free three-day challenge is so you can expand your network and cultivate meaningful relationships offline while within the group, we are cultivating them online. So head to the show notes, check out the Facebook community, let me know what's working for you in Facebook groups, and I will catch you next week on another episode of Back to Community. I hope you feel inspired and ready to take action on building powerful connections and communities. Now it's time to spread the love and share this connection revolution with others. If you enjoyed today's episode, snap a screenshot, share it, or post about it on social media and tag me, Rita Goodrow. I would absolutely love to see it. In fact, as a way of saying thank you, every month I select one person to win my community building resource bundle. This bundle is packed with tips, resources, and exercises to help you build and grow community. Let's get more people in on this adventure to elevate their business success through community and connection. And remember, we are all in this together. So let's continue the conversation in the Back to Community Facebook group. You'll find the link in the show notes. Until next time, keep connecting, keep growing, and let's get back to community.